Once they arrive, they'll have to find their way to the stadiums in the nine host cities. And that won't be as easy as picking up a map and following the route. That's because many South African street names have changed, and it's taking time to update the maps. There's another problem. Kyle G. Brown reports that the name changes themselves are taking time because not everyone's on board with them. These signs that you see lying around here, these blue and white signs, are all overhead signs. They go up above the freeway. Rob Fry is stepping up production at Lenash Signs, a sprawling factory just outside Johannesburg. He's had to hire more staff and now keeps the factory going 24 hours a day, six days a week. Right now, we're under quite a lot of pressure to complete all of the overhead signage for the Gauteng Freeway Improvement Project just prior to the World Cup. So only a few days left. It's all to meet a rising demand for road signs in time for the World Cup. And it's also fueled by the drive to replace the names of streets and landmarks dating back to the colonial and apartheid periods. It has been quite a big growth industry in name changes. And so each area has come forth and eventually had their name changes approved. And so that's ongoing business. And it will continue to be. With the end of white minority rule in 1994, Afrikaans and European names have been increasingly replaced with African ones. That year, Jan Smuts Airport became Johannesburg International, and then O.R. Tambo, after the former head of the African National Congress. National Defence Headquarters went from Voortrekker Huchte to Tabatswani. Now more streets are being renamed too, and map makers and locals are finding it hard to keep up. Fanny Terblanche is chairman of the Federation of South African Tourist Guide Associations. It is a difficulty if you drive around and you're looking for a place, you're looking for an address, and all of a sudden you look up and there you see a name that you don't know. He's advising World Cup visitors to rely on GPS rather than street maps. So far, more than 120 towns, rivers and dams have been renamed, along with hundreds of streets across the country. That's a tiny proportion of the country's total number of place names. For Karambe Dao, too many reminders of apartheid remain. And we feel such a frustration. He's an official with the city of Tswani, where the capital Pretoria is located. There are others whose names are there. Those names should be removed. Because they belong to a dark part of history. But those names won't be removed without a fight. In 2008, public debates over new names in Pretoria ended in gridlock. Young Afrikaner men sang racist songs and prevented others from speaking. I was disgusted that people from my culture would act like this. Anton Janssen advises the City of Tswani's Public Place and Street Names Committee. He says it wasn't just the Afrikaner community shouting down proposed name changes. Later on, members of the ANC did the same thing. They called in. All the youth leaks they called in, and they set the whole auditorium full. And as soon as a white man stood up, wah! We didn't have a chance to say a word. And there were intellectuals there, academics, wanted to put their case, so it was chaos. But the push for new names is about more than politics. We are in one of the extensions of Mamalodi. Janssen takes me on a tour of a township just outside of Pretoria. Most of the roads are unpaved. Electricity is patchy. The people live in shacks with corrugated tin roofs. The next phase is now to move these people 
to an area where houses have been built. And then the last phase is to name the streets. During the apartheid era, many township streets, such as they were, had no names. In the city of Tswane alone, an estimated 14,000 streets remain nameless. If there's an emergency here in this village where we are now, he or she must explain over the telephone where are they phoning from. The streets got no names, so for the emergency vehicles it's impossible to be of assistance to the inhabitants here. Just a few minutes from Mamalodi, a campaign is underway to rename the capital, Pretoria, to Tswane. The government announced the change earlier this year, but there was such an outcry that it retracted the decision and has been silent on the matter ever since. Some say the status quo, Pretoria in the municipality of Tswane, is a perfect compromise. If so, it's in good company. The province once called Natal is now KwaZulu-Natal, and the national anthem, previously sung only in Afrikaans, is now a multilingual combination of D-STEM and Nkosikeleli Africa. They are just some of the creative compromises that are helping South Africa emerge from its apartheid past. For The World, I'm Kyle G. Brown in Johannesburg.